Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. We talk hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. Ridge to Ridge Outdoors is based out of Temecula, California, and we want to share the knowledge gained through the ups and downs of Southern California hunting. Through this podcast, we hope to inspire the youth to get outdoors, help fellow hunters find success, and bring awareness to the issues facing our community today. Help us spread the word and get our community on the map for the level of skill and determination it takes our outdoors men and women to get it done in Southern California. This episode is brought to you in part by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. There's a perfect victory arrow for every archer's need and budget. Find yours at victoryarchery.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ridge Ridge Outdoors. We have Tony from Hunt, Shoot, Drag On and our usual host, uh, Brandon. So that makes three of us today. Uh, Brandon, take us away. Good evening, guys. Well, it's probably not evening where you guys are at. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you're probably <laughs> going to listen stupid. to it on the way to work or whatever. It doesn't matter. Hey, look, guys, uh, real quick, the opener of Archery. Fuck, go back and do it again, man. What? I fucked that up. Why? I was going to say the opener of D16. A22. Yeah. Yeah, Archery season. Yeah, Archery season. All right. We'll probably just leave it. We'll just blink it, blink out you being stupid. Anyways, hey, why don't you just leave it? Yeah, we'll just go. That makes we're just it good shit. It. All right, Brandon was trying to say that we had a twenty-two open up in Southern California. I participated. Same with Tony, but he, uh, he as in Brandon, was out in uh, Utah for that. He yeah. was hunting. He was he was chasing some elk. So go ahead and tell us about that, and then Tony and I will tell you about how. Uh, we did separately in good old Southern California 822. Well, as uh, if you guys have been following along to the episodes that have been dropped, uh, the last one we put out was uh, the one with me and John, our, you know, basically our podcast pre-trip to Utah for our elk hunt. So I'm back. We're safe. Everything worked out. It was super cool, super fun. It was probably one of the toughest hunts I've ever been on. It just physically wise. But you had an RV. Yeah, I'm not talking about camping. <laughs> Spoiled. I, 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 know, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm what did you like, call it? Glamping? Glamping, yeah. I, I'm saying like physically, it was the probably the toughest hunt I'd been on. Question. How many showers did you take? Oh, dude, you know what, man? That you're <laughs> yeah. I know you I'm glad you asked that because I think I took three on the mountain and then when we left Friday night. We actually stopped in St. George, Utah, and got a hotel. And I what? Took a shower there. What too. the heck? Yeah. So I, I yeah. before from when I left home to when I got back home, I took a total of four, but three on the mountain. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a shower in your house, man. It was like you get wet, you scrub down, and you rinse off. But uh, you busted all the elk with that with that soap. No, nah, man, you just play the wind. Nope. Yeah, you you play well, the wind. yeah, I don't care, man. I, you, you, you know what? That, you got that mountain Listen, off of you, and then no, no, check, got check this out, man. I was and it was funny. The guy that was with us, Sean, uh, John's buddy, Sean, he, he has like scentless deodorant. Oh shit, I'm using like uh, <laughs> old Old Spice Pure Sport, like tearing it up, smelling like you know Fiji and shit. <laughs> just, it was smelling like a boys' locker room. Yeah, man, just getting all primed up, you know. It, so, anyways. Uh, it was it was the toughest hunt probably I would say I've been on. It, it was a lot of hiking. We put on close to fifty miles in eight days, um, a lot of miles every day. And the worst part about it was that the elk were not talking. We we thought they were. We thought we timed it right. We were going at the end of the season. 
Uh, we knew it was going to be hot, which it was. When we got there and in, in, in the town we were at, it was like 94 degrees, I think. Yep. I mean, then we then we had, and you're probably 6,500 foot of elevation, but then, so then you actually go up the mountain, right? So the temperature did drop when you're on the mountain, but it's still 85 degrees. Yeah. It's still hot. So it was super hot. That first night, me and John, we set up camp and everybody else, uh, Mike and Sean, they're like, ah, we're just going to hang out, you know, long drive, beat up, whatever, da, da, da. Me and John went for it. Boom, went three miles in right off the bat to the spot that he actually shot his elk uh, a few years ago and instantly found elk. That's awesome. Instantly found elk. And uh, we it was a glimmer of hope. We're like, oh, yeah, perfect. You know, it's going to be awesome. So they were across the canyon, and, and we just watched them, just kind of saw what they did. They went up and over the ridge, and we kind of developed a game plan for the next day. The next day, we did exactly that. We went in. Got up at four o'clock in the morning, hiked in, you know, Mike, he's an older guy. He's been a, a union carpenter his whole life. Beat the shit. Just had, back, just had back surgery, man. God bless his soul, man. He, they had that trooper. Oh man. He, he hiked all the way in there with literally having back surgery like four weeks ago or oh, five weeks ago, something, something like that. It was, it was something, you know, maybe I'm missing it by a few weeks, but it wasn't like a year ago. Right. Yeah. So he got in there and we set him up and. We all did what we did and we saw elk. We saw elk for the first three or four days. We saw elk and then, and then we saw nothing for three days, right? We, we just, so we, we couldn't, yeah, dude. we couldn't get it done when we were seeing them. They were across the canyons. We tried to cut them off. They weren't talking, you know, you try to get yourself into position and, and we just couldn't get it done at, you know, just trying to figure it out. I mean, three days in no big deal. So it wasn't like, we were down and out, but we were definitely like going, Hey man, how do we get this done? You know, let's try to put a better plan together. Right. So, you know, the fourth day, I think we saw some elk and then, then our, you know, then that's when it starts to kind of wear on you and, and perseverance starts to having to come into play. Right. So we just started hiking, you know, started getting up high and glassing, um, just sitting on ridges and, and tearing canyons apart and just doing basically your deer hunting. Yeah, we were deer hunting with rifles or, you know, with bows, but you're deer hunting. them like you would with a rifle out here in our local mountains. You get up high and you glass, you tear huge chunks of land apart, looking for them, bedded up, moving, feeding, whatever. And uh, we didn't see anything for three days. And then um, that Thursday, uh, we got up and John wanted to go one way and I wanted to go another way. And sure enough, we split up. John ended up doing some crazy big loop. Yep. As as <laughs> yeah, is John style. Yeah, some death march, you know. And <laughs> and hey man, to each our own, you know. And I I took a I went up the mountain about three miles into this place we called the putting green. And it was a quakey grove that we found a few days before. And it was um a little meadow, probably a hundred yards long by fifty yards wide. So it was super cool. And it, we called it the putting green because the grass was mowed. Well, it wasn't mowed by like someone on a mower. Yeah, it was mowed by big <laughs> All <game>. natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All natural. All natural mowing was going on. So we were like, oh yeah. I, that's why I said, I'm going to go sit the putting green. So literally I sat there all day. I mean, yep. you know, I went up there, Sean went up there. We sat in two different, there was, there's one meadow and then probably like 300 yards later, there's like a quakey patch that had some cut down deadfall, all kinds of stuff. Anyways, um, we ended up getting, me and Sean ended up linking up about one o'clock and uh ate some food john sent me a text so where are you at he sent me a pin on onyx 
I said, Hey man, this is where we're at. Boom. So he, he started working his way up and next thing you know, he bumped a doe out. I think he bumped it cause she came through about five minutes before he got to us. So, yeah. so she was running from him. Um, he came up from behind us and we all got there and we kind of just kind of talked real quiet and just kind of done our thing. John was eating some snacks, relaxing. Cause at that point he'd had like eight miles on him. Jeez. Right. Yeah. He'd already had a few, quite a few miles on him. So he was drinking water and relaxing and, and, uh, I heard crack and you know, it's, it's, it was deadfall breaking. And when elk walk through deadfall and branches, you know, loose branches, they, they break them. They, they're not very nimble. You know? Yeah. And they're not light animals. Right. So they crack them with, with some authority. So next thing you know, it cracked and I heard it again. I said, Whoa, here comes some elk. I said, be quiet. You know, I got my bow, knocked an arrow and, and sure enough, man, like 45 seconds later, a cow popped out. Boom. And there, there was more elk behind her. There was. And we, we didn't know it, but we heard him. Right. So yeah. she popped out, walked probably three steps and looked our way. Boom. Pinned us. And I said, don't move. And no one moved. So then she kind of relaxed and put her head down and started feeding and walked behind the quakies in between me and her. Cause we were all in a group, probably like a 10 yard group, right? Like 10 yards in a circle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so she walked behind some quakies. She couldn't see me. So I drew back. And I told John Ranger and I have a single pin site and that site is set at 60, 60 yards. I had it set there and I've shot, I've shot this shot a million times because <laughs> I knew that the situation would probably happen. Yep. And me and John shot this numerous times at our buddy Jonathan's house two days before we left. Like this is, it's just what happened. And that, that elk walked behind some quakies. And she stepped out and I was at full draw. John had told me 71 yards. She walked three steps. I beeped her burnt through that pin on her spine. Left to right was perfect. It was right in the crease. Perfect. And I put that spin on that pin on her spine and I took a couple deep breaths and I just relaxed, pinched my shoulders together and that arrow went off. And I watched that arrow fly. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know, eight inches lower than where my pen was right in the scapula. Such a bonehead move of mine. She, she took a, she took a hard step, damn near face planted it and tore off into the, the quakies. And I was waiting for the crash and I knew it. Like I was pumped that I hit her. Like you get that initial adrenaline rush. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I got her. I know that feeling. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And, And, I went, yeah, you know, and then like instantly after doing that, I go, oh, that was high. And I looked over and I saw John and he gives the F word and I'm like, and I'm like, I know, you know, and he's like, man, that was high. And I'm like, it was real high. And it pegged her right in the back of the scapula. Um, I feel like if it was probably two inches lower, would have had a clean pass through top of the lungs. Yep. Dead. You know, it ran a hundred yards probably. And piled up was it an uphill shot downhill what was it was it? it was pretty much level dude yeah it was level and and uh, that shot i know this i know my bow drops eight nine inches you know mm-hmm. i know this yeah this is this is not something new to me and for whatever reason man i have a 24 inch by a 24 inch basically kill zone on this thing it was the biggest cow i've ever seen and i well, know okay here's here's no here's what happened 
we're used to shooting 3D deer. I know. I know. That's it. Yeah, my pulse went through the roof. Yeah. You know, I had a live animal. I hadn't seen an elk in, you know, seven days or whatever it was. And I had an opportunity. And, you know, the guys were like, man, you know, one of the guys, John or Sean, was like, you shouldn't have shot. The other elk could have came out. But that's just his inexperience. Dude, yeah. you one, take, you... one person was getting a shot, and that's it. Yeah. 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 One person. There ain't no more than one person going to get a shot. Yeah. If, even if there was six of them in there, one person's getting a shot, right? Yep. So it's just his inexperience. And, but anyways, I didn't want to, because she had already penned us, and if we would have waited, the chances of us of her penning us or the ones coming into the meadow penning us and blowing off the wind was swirling. It, it just was, I had to take the opportunity yeah. and I told everybody in camp, I said, look, man, everyone's out for themselves right now. We paid a lot of money to come out here. We want to take meat home. And you know what? I told them all, if you guys have an opportunity, do not wait. Yep. You take that shot. Exactly. hundred percent. And I wanted everybody to do that. And I did exactly what I told them I would do. I'm taking that shot. So, I took the shot and unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't work out for me, but ultimately, ah, I don't know, man. I that's should, a, that's it, a tough lesson right it there. It is a man. tough, tough lesson, lesson because I know better. I should have center mastered it. And worst thing that was going to happen if I'd have went dead smack in the middle of her worst thing that was going to happen was I was going to pinwheel her in the heart. Yep. That's it. And she went 30 yards and died. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just, it's just fog of war. Yep, exactly. That's it, man. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So, for example, the the like, I'm I'm used to shooting at the uh, 3D deer targets, and you know, because we just don't have we don't have a full size elk target. It's right. Just one one we don't hunt elk enough, and two it's just like they're expensive. But uh, we went to that Balboa shoot, and I got my first chance to shoot at one, and I'm like. Dude, this thing is huge. Yeah. Like literally your your kill zone is like a couch cushion. Yeah. Can you exactly, hit a couch yeah. cushion? <laughs> and man, I you know, some people might say, Oh, well, seven, you know, seventy yards is too far. Man, I've said it before. Yeah. I, I practice at 80, 90 yards all day long. Yeah. And you know, they might say, Oh, well, you know, you, that elk got away because you shot her at 70 yards. You, you're probably right. But you know what, man? If I wouldn't have made that bonehead mistake, I'd have a I'd have a freezer full right now. Yep. So you can make that bonehead mistake at twenty yards. Yeah. At doesn't forty matter. yards, it doesn't matter. I mean, you shot your deer at how many yards? I think it was like thirty six or something. There like that. There you go. You know, I mean, th- it happens, man. And and it's just part of that learning curve. You know, I've never been elk hunting. I it was a big animal, man. She was probably five hundred pounds, maybe more. She was huge. It was it was it was. A horse. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 it, yeah, it's a horse. It was. <laughs> it was. I've only seen one elk and we were deer hunting out in Utah and like it we we busted her and I was like that thing is gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> totally different from what we see down here, you yeah. know. And it was my first experience with that and man, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say I got a little buck feverish, but I t- maybe I did. I got a little cow elk feverish mm-hmm. because yeah. my pulse went through the roof. I had to seriously tell myself to calm down, like take a few breaths, and I did. But during the, the adrenaline dump or whatever you want to call it, when that animal stepped out, I had a lapse in judgment and made a bad call and it cost me an elk. Yeah. It did. But you should have just switched your pin when she went by. The well, that's what John said. He said, you should have just made the adjustment. You're right. I should have, but I didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, uh, we're, we're Monday morning. Yeah, we are, you know, but that's the truth though. I should have, I probably had time, but I didn't. But I also will tell you this much. I would do the same thing. 
on a deer. Yeah, exactly. But see, but we practiced that shot too, and you probably it would have been a perfect shot. Yeah, it, it would have been perfect. You would double lung a deer. Yeah, because that's what we practice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing too. We practice all we want, but until you're in that moment, I mean, things happen, right? It's all for not. It, it's you know? rubber meets the road. That's all that matters. No, we're 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 just rolling with it. All right, sorry about that break, guys. Um, it was probably nothing for you, but uh, Brandon, tell us what happened after you you took that shot. So um, we waited an hour, and um, we sat there, and I was getting a little anxious. And you know, after shots like that, th- those are the longest moments of the hunt. You know, you could be sitting on a you could be sitting on a ridge for five hours glassing, and it time you feel like it goes slow but after you make a shot that's not perfect or a good shot (laughs) those uh those hours you're waiting or hour you're waiting feels like 10 hours you know it's just so yeah because there's nothing you can do if you see another animal guess what you can't do anything well right (laughs) and then the fact that like you're like well is it dead is it still running is it you know did you maim it what's the deal you know so after an hour, we literally gave it an hour to the dot. And, and looking back on it now, I probably should have gave it a little bit more time. But um, it was probably, I think it was 3 o'clock because we pinned it at 2 o'clock was when the shot happened. You, you text me. You text you, yeah. me when you shot it. And I'm like, sweet, you know, congrats, buddy. What's going on? Well, we're just going to wait it out. And I'm like, cool, yeah, you know. And then I'm like, an hour or two goes by and I'm like, well, yeah, and then, same here, and dude. Then, right? Yeah. And then question marks, and then I never heard back from them. And yeah. I'm like, till the yeah. next day, and I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. So we started going in on it, and we didn't, we didn't see since I hit her so high in the shoulder. I knew that the blood trail was going to be weak, you know, uh, and and the fact that I only got, I don't know, six inches of penetration. Like I knew it. Yeah. Tell me what the arrow looked like. So. She ran off with the arrow, and we didn't find the arrow for probably 100 yards, and it broke off. It's actually sitting right behind you, matter of fact. Uh, it's it's probably four inches shy of a full arrow. Yeah, and I would say that perfectly. With a, with a broadhead, so maybe five or six inches, and it broke off, and I was shooting a Sever 2.0, I think it was. So it has a 2.1 inch cut rate. It's a mechanical. Yeah, is that who who makes that? Is that by Rage? No, it's Sever. Okay. Yeah, it's just called Sever. I I like it because it it flies exactly like a field tip. I know Rage flies really good too, but it just there's so much less wind resist. Like if you look at them, you go, wow, you know, it looks like a field tip. Anyways, I um I don't have another one in there. I only had one. Wow. And that quiver. Good yeah. thing. Good the, thing the rest I have <laughs> hypodermic, no college, you know? <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, we got after we got after it and, and we picked up blood about 100 yards, right, where we found the arrows when we started picking up blood. It came out and, and we tracked it and we went probably 300 yards and then uh, we lost blood and then we just kind of circled, pin, pinwheeled it, you know, all the way around. We ended up finding more blood. She had actually stopped. And where she stopped, there was two roughly eight-inch circles of puddled blood that represented oh, to me that it was yeah. pouring out of her nose. So I thought, well, I had to have gotten lung, right? And uh, we went up there, and we started looking some more, tracking, 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 and probably an hour into tracking, so right around 4 o'clock, we heard some crashing. Crash, crash, crash. Yeah. And I went, oh, man, we just bumped her. Yeah. So... 
it it was literally I hit her and she ran down a game trail, some bushwhacking, and next thing you know, man, she dove off the side of the mountain and went down this canyon, and she beelined it straight down the canyon, which was ultimately leading to the Indian Reservation. Yeah, but three miles out, you know, it's super far. We didn't think she'd go that far. So after she jumped, we knew she ran, and we hung out there for a while, and. Um, we could hear her like blowing down the canyon. So we had to go that way anyways to get home. So we went down there probably we tracked her total of a mile. Right. And, um, we, we stopped, I marked it on Onyx. We stopped, went back to camp long night, you know, long night, you know, I didn't sleep. Everyone else slept, but I didn't really sleep. I was tooling around and, you know, just thinking about, gosh, man, I wish I would have, wouldn't have been such a bonehead and was just center mastered or even just came down eight inches, you know, just had the top of the pin on the top of the lung. You know, I don't know, man, you run a million things through your mind. Long story short, we get up, Sean goes and hunts in the morning with Mike, me and John, John put in like 12 miles that day at the end of the day, because it was like he had done seven or eight plus walking back to camps three plus the mile we trapped. It was just a nightmare, right? So he was beat up. I thought I was going to go in alone he woke up in the morning, felt pretty good. So me and him decided to go out. We got back on blood and we tracked her, man. And we were on blood the whole way to the Indian reservation. And she jumped the fence. There was water down. There's a big lake down there. So I'm sure she went there and there's just, once they jumped that fence, man, there, yeah. there's no going back, you know? So, so, uh, I got a question. Yeah. You know me. Got to ask that question about on a shot like that. Those TKOs compared to the vapes, it would have been better off to take a TKO and shoot it. Because I, I don't think so because that VAP is a point one six six, and that TKO is like a point. It's a point two four. Yeah, point two four. So it's a that elite that I shoot is a thin arrow, and it's four hundred and twenty grains. I mean, I you know, I mean, I get it, but it's less. It's less. Uh, the diameter is smaller, so I'd imagine it would penetrate further. You know, I don't know. Ultimately, it don't matter, to be honest. You know, if I wouldn't have been such a bonehead and I would have just, like I said, came down eight inches. Yeah, if, I'd have, if I'd have put my pin where that arrow hit, that would have been a dead arrow. It would have been dead. That I cow been dead. thought the TKOs would, on those questionable shots, been able to take that, you know, hit harder. Maybe. I, I mean, but, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's going to be a good question for. Oh, uh, that for, for Devin. Yeah, for dude, Devin. Dude, when we have Devin on, man, that's going to be a great question to ask him. Yeah, transferred energy. I don't know with kinetics and stuff like that. I don't know. That's we'll, we'll ask him when we get the chance to. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a. It's a good, good question. Good, good question, thought provoking, man, provoking question. Well, I mean, that's good. what I've heard, but it, maybe you know the TKOs. You know, they'll hit you harder and penetrate Well, it harder, depends but... what... It's all weight. It's all weight. No, right? but it's also a different weave, too. It's a different carbon weave. Cause... Well, that's true. It is. I'm just saying, like, if it weighs more, oh, it's yeah, going to hit harder, yeah. even if it was going slower. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. May- maybe if I had a 500-grain arrow with yeah. broadhead, may- maybe it would have went in deeper. Maybe I would have punched all the way through and hit the back shoulder. Yeah. Or would have, could have, should have, would have. You know? Like, yeah. it, it's... There's so many different things, but... You know, my, my trip, I, I still count it as a success. I do. I, I was talking to my wife about it and I told her, I said, you know, I don't feel bad about shooting the elk. 
Like, I don't feel bad about shooting that cow. I feel bad because I let my boys down. We hunted our asses off, dude. Yeah. And I had an opportunity to secure us meat, like to secure rich, organic, prime food, man. Just like, just, it, it's the best meat out there, in my opinion. And I had an opportunity to send us all home with some and to give you guys some. Mm-hmm. But it, I messed up. Well, and dude, you were lucky enough to knock one up. Well, right. You know it, what I mean? Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I had said, like, if I have the opportunity, it's going to happen. Right? Yeah. Variables happen, obviously, and, and nobody's perfect. But it just that's what I'm disappointed at. I mean, I'm a predator. And prey get away from predators, right? If a if a cow or a bull gets away or a buck gets away from a mountain lion, they typically get away not unscathed, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing with me. You know, I I I tried to get it. It didn't happen. And yeah, I wounded an elk, but that elk isn't gonna go wasted. I can tell you that much. <laughs> no way. If she died, um I if she died, she won't go wasted. I tend to think because she ran so far there's a chance she's going to live. I hit a buck. The first deer I ever shot was shot in the high scapula out of a, out of a deer stand. Right. Yeah. And that thing lived literally was shot like two months later during gun season. Like my grandparents neighbors like shot the damn thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like it didn't live. Yeah. They're you pretty know? robust. They're animals. robust and elk are super tough. So if she went damn near four miles on one lung, right. Say I, I did get into a lung and I got into it good and it collapsed filled up blood, whatever. And, and she goes four miles on one lung. Like to me, I feel like if she was going to die, she was going to die. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. You did your, you, you did everything in your mind that was right in the moment. And, uh, you did your ethical responsibility to try to track that animal. But Hey, it's, it's the reservation. It's totally different. Yeah. I'm not messing it's sovereign with it. land, yeah. dude. You don't mess around with that. I'd probably disappear if I went on that thing. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they don't joke around, man. No, they don't. It's a hundred percent. It's it's their own rules, man. So, right. and we're not talking about the reservation here, where like everybody knows somebody. Yeah, or th- can get you out. Or- right. I was I was on. You know, we were in Utah, man, next yeah. to an Indian reservation. Well, I don't know anyone out there. I don't know. You know, if I talk about the Indian reservations out here where my own man lives. Yeah, I know a bunch of Indians out there. Like mm-hmm. they, yeah, let's go get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they'd help me out. Mm-hmm. You know, no big deal. But yeah, here or out in Utah, man, totally different. I don't know anyone. Yeah, so you even, you even go poking around there and saying, "Oh, I'm yeah. looking for a wounded animal." Ooh, that'll get you. Yeah, hey, sit. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, it, I tried, man. I tried, and that's all I can do. I, I did everything I could to find her. It just didn't work out. So. Yeah, there there it was. You were out there for how many days? Thursday the 5th to Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's a long time to be out on the mountain and uh, unfamiliar territory. Would you hunt it again? Yeah, I actually want to go back next year. For sure? I really do want to go back How much year. was your tag, by the way? Uh, I think the license, I think it was just under 500 bucks. The tag was 380 and I think the license is like, don't quote me like 85 bucks or something. Yeah. So it's just under 500 worth it. Yeah. Great experience. The, the state of Utah got a lot of money out of you guys. Yeah. Me, John, Mike, and Sean. I think John and Mike both bought bull tags and cow tags. 
Yeah, so that's Dang. that's like two grand in tags that just goes back to the state for conservation or however they use it. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of, that's the other side that people don't see. People think, oh, you're just getting free meat. No, dude, you paid for it. You paid for it. You pay for it in, oh, in yeah. your in your blood and through your wallet, dude. Oh, the state tax alone, whatever else we bought up there, fuel, food, you know. It, it was pretty crazy, man. We actually went like weather-wise, it was the extremes. It was hot. And then it went to snow. We got snowed on. That sucks. We got snowed on, man. And listen, we got up. We literally got up and it was below freezing, like 28 degrees or something like that. And I went, oh, man, like this is September. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was I like, can. Dude, you know, John didn't have any cold weather stuff. Sean, no one had cold weather. I just had my XKG gear, which was, it would have been more than enough. But they, uh, it was, it was after a long day of hiking. Anyway, we took the morning off. But it it was just it's a great trip overall. Yeah, that's yeah. good to hear. As long as you you can look back on it and say, hey, that was a great trip. Yeah, no no one else no one else had an opportunity. Uh, oh, I I take that back. Sean did the last day on Friday. He had an opportunity had a spike come run in on him, and it it kind of came in fast, foaming at the mouth. It'd been bumped from something. Yeah, something scared it. So it'd been running for a while, sucking wind, and it kind of did like a figure eight wherever he was at and he didn't have an opportunity to draw. Um, I was like, man, you should have just drawn anyways. You know, he's yeah, like, man, it got to like 10 yards on me. I said, I wouldn't even care if that pin was crap. set to 60. Yeah. You shoot <laughs> right in the neck. It yeah. was going to go up four or five inches from your, you know, from your, from your arrow rest at that point, that close, you know, it's yeah. not, you know, I mean, I don't know, but either way, uh, he, had, he was the only other one that had an opportunity. John and Mike didn't. Well, it is what it is. It's, it's luck and luck and skill. And, just sheer opportunity, man. It's hunting. Yeah, it's yeah. hunting. Hunting in a nutshell. All right, Tony, how about you, man? You're in you're in California. You went out a couple of days from uh, what I heard. Yeah, we Hunt, went out hunting the muleys. Yeah, tried to go out on the opener, and as you know, everybody else knows it's freaking hot. Yep. But uh, yeah, went up there, checked it out, and got set up in the morning, and it was just uh, yeah, nothing. I had I had it I had it all planned out. I had a I have a little canyon and been seeing, you know, does and a couple bucks on camera and so I had to stay away for like a month and a half from my camera and um ended up checking it with Brandon on the way back one one day and we we're like, Oh yeah, this is this is gonna be good. Yeah. I was pretty bummed. Yeah, and then <laughs> so then I have another camera set up in a canyon and uh end up I don't know. I, I, that camera got bumped or something because my camera was pointed like at a 45 degree up in the air. So Mm. something bumped it and I never caught on camera what bumped it. I couldn't, you know, sometimes you'll see birds on it. Yeah. Um, but I never saw what happened. So I didn't get any pictures. There was pictures taken, but the sun doesn't count really. (laughs) So I thought, well, what the hell? I'll go out there and try it out. So I got myself play, dude. No, that would be Brandon getting his camera stolen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Brandon got his camera stolen. <laughs> yeah, I tried to have Tony go pull one of my cameras Dude. this morning, and he said it's gone. Yeah, people. Yeah, it's I'm it's bad. Walking around all the poison oak, I'm like, God damn it, where's his camera? It's gone. It's gone. Taking pictures, I'm like sending it or send it to you, but I never did. But I ended up showing you, and right. obviously it's not there. Yeah, it ain't yeah. there. It is what it is. But how'd that hunt go? Yeah, so I ended up setting up in the morning. And uh, the thermals are really crazy in that valley. So um, they were going down what the way I, I thought they would go. And then um, 
it just it's really it's a hard setup for what it is but uh i ended up getting it set up and there was nothing absolutely nothing nothing came nothing through. no mm-hmm. story story of most southern california hunters that's it i mean period yeah n- nothing was happening there's yeah. a oh you went out again today right tony yeah and then i went out today um oh well, and then last weekend okay yeah. and that was even hotter but I saw a cool moon. That was yeah. cool. Right. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, other than that, that was nothing. Set up in a different spot and uh, didn't see anything. And then end up actually hiking in about three miles, four miles almost. And then uh, checking out some other spots. But thank God for my fitness because it was hot. And yeah. I just said, you know what? I'm going to go. And I just started hiking. You went hiking. for it. I went for it and I found some other locations I'm going to hit up. And um you know, hopefully it works out. But dude, fitness is such a key oh, because yeah. it was hot, and I'm out there by myself. You know what can go wrong if you're out there by yourself, and I'm doing it, and I'm like, you know what? I was fine. I had plenty of water, you know, and it, it just was an issue for the fitness. But I got all done, you know, set up my set up my um my tripod and you know check things out. And when I got back, I'm like, dude, it's hot, man. And I got back to my truck last weekend. I looked at my phone. It was ten thirty. Oh yeah. I felt like it was one o'clock. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? You're out there just sweating. You're beating. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude. It happens. Time. You think time flies? Oh yeah. It was ten thirty. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I mean, you went out. I mean, that wasn't in vain because then you went out today. And uh, what happened? Yeah. So today was a lot cooler. Um, actually, put the sweatshirt on, and uh, busted up this hill straight up the hill. Got to the top, checked out that canyon on the backside. We always been looking. Told at. you it's badass, huh? Eh, it's sharp. Yeah, it for is. Sure. It is. But uh, it's a good area. Yeah, man. Um, so check that out, and uh, didn't see anything. So I'm walking back down, gonna go check a camera that ended up getting stolen. <clears throat> yeah, that happens. <laughs> so I'm walking down the ridge line. I'm like, oh, I'm skying myself. Oh, what the hell? There's nothing around here. I've, I've glassed it all. Walking down, skying myself. I look back like. At my nine o'clock, like, and I and I see a shadow of a doe, and I'm like, holy crap! And I'm stuck on on you know skying myself, and she's pinning me at I'd say two hundred yards. Yeah, and I'm like, shit. So five minutes, I'm sitting there with my binos up to my head, just staying there, watching her, stuck. And then finally, she looked away, and I got down on my knees, and she ended up having a uh, another doe with her. So yeah. I watched them go up and over the hill where they're bedding. So that's cool though. At least you saw some saw some deer, man. A lot of people don't. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good uh, good area. Yeah, I don't. I kind of ignore it because it's a heavily trafficked area. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? I I don't care what anyone says. Most of these heavily trafficked areas carry deer. But apparently so. Yeah, man. I mean, clearly that that and thieves. Well, that's yeah, the other course, problem yeah. and i think that's why your you know your shit got jacked is yeah. because of that reason well thieves suck yeah. which we'll see i by the way i think i know i saw the vehicle so oh, if it's man. That yeah well who knows you know it is if it's gone it's gone man i don't care patrick how'd your opener go oh man dude it sucked it was Did uh, it? yeah it was it was fun it was fun being out there and being out there like opener you know right, what i mean right. of course you're you're gonna have enjoyment but everything surrounding it sucked so it was uh, a spot that I had never been to before and I just jam it on Onyx and then I'm like, okay, perfect. I know ex- pretty much where to go. Uh, I end up going the wrong 
side of the mountain. I go to the back side of the mountain, and then there's a big old fire gate, and I'm like, crap. So, oh, so you went to the bat, the far side of the mountain to go up instead of the, yep, the one. Yeah, oh, wow. Instead of the other way. So I'm like, at this point, it's like 630. So it's like, it's still dusk. And I'm like, all right, I got to go back around the mountain, which is like 50 something miles. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm not going to go home. So oh, man. I ended up, I ended up driving around and then I go up the first dirt road that Onyx takes me up. And I end up being on that road for an hour and 15 minutes yeah, to get to the top. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it turns out it was a long way to get there. I'm yep. pretty much just driving, you know, the, the, the top of this ridge line to get there. Yep. And I'm like, dude, I got to get there some, sometime. And it's completely dark at this point. And, uh, I, I get to the spot and it's like, it's dark. And I'm like, Oh my God. All right. Finally. Um, I'm, I'm doing the solo by the way. So, uh, off of Intel from, yeah. from Brandon. Yeah, off a pin. <laughs> yeah, off of a, a, a single pin. Um, so I get up there and I'm like, okay, I guess this is as good a spot as any to camp. So just kind of pulled out the bivy sack. Temperature was pretty nice. It was hot during the day. So I was like, I'm going to do fine in a bivy. Uh, but it ended up being like kind of mid 60s right around there. Nice. Yeah. But it was hot that weekend, dude. Like, We've been, we've all been in Southern California yeah. for a long time. We know what hot is, yeah, but it's hot. it was hot and humid, which mm-hmm. is like, it's not fun. Nope. And we've also, we also had a fire, a huge fire, like 1500 acres, I think the weekend before or something like that out in Murrieta. So probably m- moved some stuff around, probably some deer got spooked, but pretty much the general consensus was there were just no deer moving opening weekend. Did you, you didn't see anything? I saw one doe. How far? probably about 120 yards or something like that i was should have you should have put the ninja skills on and went in on her dude i should have but it was what, too hot dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like, didn't want to move <laughs> dude it was it was hot and um i ended up just waiting and then the wind starts picking up and i'm like dude okay all right let's just work around it it'll be good i keep moving from spot to spot trying to work the wind and it just never ends up working and then i'm like it's about 10:30 at this point. I'm like, "Oh man, I got to take a leak." I stand up. This doe just boing boing boing, just the same one you were on? No, it was it was a, a different yeah, one. Yeah, a different one. Wow. I didn't I didn't see anything except for her. That was it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even So you didn't even know she was there until yeah, you stood even, up. Yeah, didn't even know. Oh, well. And I mean, then, at least you saw a deer. Yeah. It was something. But then uh after I busted her or she busted me. I just was like, all right, it's time to hike and find some other spots. So try to find some spot to hike. And then there ended up being some forest rangers out in the area and they were making a bunch of noise and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, there's nothing I can do. I hear these guys from like 500 yards away. They're yep. busting everything. So I just got on out of there and that was my opening weekend. Well, at least you guys both got out and, and you know, put a, put a smile on your faces to get out. I'm going to actually get out this weekend. I think, I think I'm going to, well, I may get out Sunday. I'm not going to be able to get out Saturday. I got to work Saturday, this coming Saturday. And then if I can get out Sunday, I will. If not, I'm going to go down to the shooting range. Yeah. We should probably just go down to the range, get ready for probably for rifle season. Yeah. You going to rifle hunt yep. this season? Yep. Perfect. Yes, I am. I'm going to take the old 6.5 out and hopefully put something down with it. Yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah. It was, it was good to get out, even though, you know, it was hot, but 
For me personally, it was good to get out to see where my fitness is, even though I've been going yeah. out, but it was like the true test of like, okay, here it is. All your hard work. Yeah. Let, let's, you know, you can go out, set cameras, blah, blah, blah. It's not the same until it's like game day. Yeah. You know, you can practice, mm -hmm. but until the game day comes, mm -hmm. it's, it's a different, you know, you're, you're elevated heart more, you're more, yeah. you know, you're more careful about where you go. And, uh. For me, it was good just to see where my fitness was in the in that type of heat, um, yeah. knowing that I got to stick it out instead of, oh, you know, I'm just going to go set this camera and get back to my truck right. where I was in there hanging out, you know, setting up spots, you know, and, and then hiking in. Obviously, I went another three miles in on the second day or the second time. But it's good. Um, you, it's good. You did that. Uh, Utah. Once again, I'll I'll touch on that. Yeah. My fitness. Uh, allowed me to climb that mountain up and down every day mm -hmm. without it. Um, I would be like hindered for sure. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to get to where I needed to get. Yeah. Rubber meets the road. Yeah. Preseason I mean, prep. I, I know, I know we kind of preach it a lot on this podcast, but I mean, fitness is number one. Um, you can get lucky and, and take something right off the road and dudes do it every year for sure. But chances are, it's not going to be off the side of the road and you're going to be back there and you're going to need to be able to lift a bunch of weight. And carry it out mm -hmm. and that's be able it. to get back there. hundred percent. So that's it completely. If any of you guys listening, I mean, that's no joke. It without a doubt, cardio is number one. Yeah. It's the last thing you want to think about, but it like when you're on the mountain, but it's the first thing you should think about, you know, before you get on the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember I learned the hard way. I remember, um, doing a rifle season and, uh, there was big Canyon. I wanted to go down thick of the trees that thick it was so tall you could literally canopy walk underneath them right and i remember like saying man i really need to get down there the acorns are the size of golf balls i was like man there's candy dropping out of the sky mm -hmm. for these deer i gotta get down there i know there's there's big valley i was so out of like i was like oh i can make it down but what Can't happens coming up. right coming and up. i learned the hard way and beginner hunter that man if you don't if you aren't in shape because like you said, something might not be on the road, so you're yeah. gonna have to go in. And if that's the case, you got to be prepared. Yeah. And if you don't have fitness, you're not going down the areas you want to. You know. Well, it'll you'll actually think twice about going in there. If you that's know what happened actually. to me. Yeah. I was like, hell no, I'm not going down there. Yeah. But I probably would have ended up with something. You know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? You could have went down there and shot. shot I decreased. Something. I decreased my chances just yes. because of my fitness. Yeah. Because you didn't want to go. You, you told yourself. And with season so short and opportunity so small you never want to lose out on, on an opportunity because of something like that right something that you could have prepared for and you could have yeah. you know it, it's a life something about it, it is a lifestyle for me um i don't ever want to be skinny fat again yeah you know i don't i mean that's <laughs> i know we laugh about it it's true, such though. a thing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> skinny fat you just you, well what it is is you're just skinny but you're at it you're not tone yeah you're out of shape. Yeah, you're out of shape, you know, and, and I would hate to go, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it back out of there, so I'm not going to go. Right. Yeah. Mm -mm. You tell yeah. me we want to go, boy, we're going. Yeah. Right. And that and that's what's cool is like climbing up a hill. It's like, oh, I'm going to grab this backpack of mine that's, you know, I put a lot of water in because yeah, I'm, I'm a fat kid that needs to drink a lot of water. Yeah, man. And I hiked up that hill and it's like not a question. No. You know, and it's that, that to me is so important because it's like, man, if I didn't do that. Right. If you didn't go up top of that mountain, you'd never seen them does. Probably. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen them. I wouldn't have came down that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. See? So, so it opened up doors for you and opportunity was there. So you took advantage of it and good for you. Yeah. You know? For sure. 
Yeah, so pretty much everyone at this table had a great experience for the first couple of weeks, but no luck. Slow. Slow for us. Yeah, very slow in California. (laughs) Yeah, slow for you guys. But everybody says, you know, late October, November, it's showtime. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I talked to Travis and San Diego Muleys. He's like, I don't even get dressed until October. Yeah. That's a legitimate strategy. Well, I was actually talking to him the other day and he's itching. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's seen all the too. pictures. And yeah, he's itching to go, and and it's just getting out. So just everyone listening, get out. Yeah, get out there because you'll know what you need and you don't need. Like for example, with my my trip, uh, I brought too much water. I mean, you know, you you think about it like, oh, you can never have too much water. I had too much water. <laughs> I had I had like. Did you drink any water? I, I ended up drinking like. I'll give me that water. I'll take it. I, I ended up bringing like five or six liters of water, which oh, wow. is like which is like my body weight. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was like, dude, it's hot. I'm gonna be thirsty. Yeah. I'm gonna be hiking a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ended up just sitting kind of still and then not drinking water. But well, I mean, it's better to have than have not. Ha- yeah, exactly. Right. And then also I bivy camped and I'll probably never do that ever again because it was a miserable experience. Um, but yeah, you learn, you live and you learn. Mm. But it's important that you go out there because you, you figure that crap out. Yep. Like, even though I ended up driving a hundred miles further than I needed to, like, Hey, it was still good to be out there. That's good, man. Even, you know, even in this time of year, it's kind of like preseason football. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Even, you know, you're, you're, even though you did it last year. You still got to work out the bugs for what you need to know yeah. or what it actually comes the real true time, the rut, yeah. you know, middle, late October when things start really shaping up, you know, happening. I mean, you still, you know, I make mistakes. Man, you got to get your whistle wet. Yeah, huh. it's true. Well, you got to bust that rust off. That's it, man. Just a little, little rust. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. We would love to hear about your guys' opening weekend slash your your first uh, first couple of hunts out in Southern California or wherever it may be, whether yeah. it's in-state or out-of-state. We'd love to hear about it. Let us know. If you guys have any questions or, once again, if you have any questions or, or guests you'd like to have on or have us have on the podcast, man, let us know. Get a hold of us via, via Patrick and all of his sweet social media game. Uh, <laughs> and we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll try to you know answer the questions you ask and try to get the guys you guys want on. Um, moving forward, just just hit us up. We want to be interactive with you guys and um, you know stay in touch with us. All right, one more question. What's that? So we can pop it in the the hat of topic. Um, favorite thing in your backpack? Oh man, favorite thing in my backpack. That's a tough one. My tripod. Um, uh, probably my camera. Like. I love taking pictures like when I'm out there like because I'm hunting first, but I'm I'm a photographer at, at heart, dude. So I love just camping and being out there and taking photos. Snapping and stuff like that. Yeah, and snap pics. Yeah, snapping pics. I like my tripod, dude. I, I love the story. But hunting related. Um, well, that's probably, hunting related if, you know. Yeah, it's true. But it's more for the other side. But like directly, directly hunting related. Like if I do not you have You don't this need thing, a camera. Yeah, I don't need a camera to be successful. So what hunting. do you need that you need to put in your backpack? That's the fav- most favorite thing, um, dude. My new set of bow strings are sick. My strings and cables. I that's on your bow. Yeah. Okay. So it like, in in my backpack. In your backpack, jet boil, dude. You can't live oh. without it. 
You can't. Yes. Jet boil. Jet boil is pretty boil. cool. But you know what? Typically, everyone that I hunt with has a jet boil, so I'll leave mine at home. <laughs> You're such a son how of about a bitch. Peak, how, how about that peak refuel? Oh, it's great. Good stuff, man. Uh-huh. That peak stuff. You don't have that in your backpack? No, nope, I, I need to get a bucket of that. that oh, spe- speaking of jet, jet boils, dude, before I forget, there's a huge fire restriction in Southern California. So yes. you get caught with a jet boil and you're using it, dude. You are gonna get fined. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Really? So no what jet boil? Happen? Yeah, no jet boil. Uh, I think um, Forest Service put out a memo or not a memo, uh, a directive on it. I think three or three weeks ago, something like that. Like right before. Season. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. So like you can't. You no can't fires. Eat? Period. So what about BLM? BLM, I'm not sure. You'd have to check their website, yeah, check but I know website. Forest Service. Forest really? Service so what, what do you do then? Nothing. You I have those MREs that are non-fire. Yeah, you just have to do that. Something something that's flameless. Well, hopefully in October that. Yeah, they know, lift the fire. Yeah. Not usually till we get our first big rain. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Damn, we're just going to have to pay attention. Yeah, everybody listening out, you know, don't use your jet boil. Yeah, don't use anything. Don't get caught. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, just don't don't, get, don't yeah. do it because let me tell you something, dude. You crack a fire off, man. You're going to be some shit. Yep, it's true. 1,400 acres just burned, dude, in Marietta. But that was a lightning strike, wasn't it? Don't but matter. still, 1,400 oh, acres, 1,400 acres, Yeah, it don't dude. matter, man. And I've always been worried about jet boils. Yeah. They scare me. <laughs> I know they're contained and they're, like, designed, you know, but, dude, they, they're... It, it always scares me when I crack one off. Oh, yeah. It when does, first man. first light open, yeah. boom! But, well, and then not to mention is, uh, dude, I, if something happened... Like, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, there's just bad juju. It's, no, you don't no, want to put that you. in the oven. Uh-uh. But yeah, you know. don't get uh, don't don't be stupid. Be, yeah. be fire safe out there, fire guys, because accidents happen. Accidents can happen to anyone. But yeah, that's my favorite thing in my backpack. No, by, by far. Yeah. How about how about your favorite thing, yeah. Tony? Yeah, jet boil. Jet boil. Yeah, I'm gonna know. have a hard time in the forest then. Yeah, because this fat kid needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I guess you, I could use cold water, but no, no, you cook it before you leave your truck. I'm not eating in the morning. I'm eating at like you cook it before you leave your truck and you leave it in your pack zipped up. Knowing my luck, it'll leak all over inside my bag. Maybe. <laughs> it's not worth chancing though. Yeah, no, I was gonna I say, know. man, it ain't worth burning the forest down. Yeah. Yeah. That's for but sure. yeah, with that safety tip, I guess that's uh that's it. Tony, do you need to plug anything? No. Nope. Plug yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, just doing my <laughs> stories on Hunt She Drag, you know. <laughs> I did actually I did that one uh on opener. I was talking about, you know, the expectations that I had. You know, not thinking I was going to get something, but yet uh, I kind of mentioned how like, you know, that little wound that you had from a year ago that was opened up from a year ago before that and a year ago, you know, yeah. and yep. they just get bigger and bigger. And then, and I know that it's only opener. You got a long ways to go, but man, I was, it goes I don't by know. quick. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking something else, I guess. But I thought, you know, oh, I can go out there and this could work. Cause I was going for the gusto and opener. I, mm-hmm. I had you know, deer on that camera. I thought for sure I was going to see something for sure. But, um, that little wound was, that hurt. It yeah. got a little bit bigger. Oh, it happens, dude. It does. But yeah, just, just do my things. stories. That's it. Yeah. Right on, man. But anyways, uh, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, and once again, if you guys have any questions, comments, or if you just want to tell us about your season, drop us a line. We'd love to hear it. And, uh, Brandon, uh, take us out, man. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned. Yeah, and there's another one. All right, buddy. Man.